What up everybody man, hope all is well Happy Friday, you know goddamn it is Friday You know what that means uh, I don't know what it means for y'all But it means a lot to me Because today I'm giving y'all some street fire You know what I mean, I'm giving y'all some fire I'm giving y'all this great episode I've been sitting on this for a minute Shout out to Nathan for pulling up uh, This is a great conversation No word of a lie, when I see this man work I realized that um, I thought I worked hard this man is on everything on everything so shout out to him uh before we get into it uh reason why i wanted to come in uh before i dropped the episode the intro before the intro is that today i did something incredible and i wanted to share with y'all a little snippet uh what took place i went out at uh, a school in mississauga and got to speak to some young kids about what it means for me to be black so in that in that, in that same thing and shout out to I don't know if I'm gonna put your name out there, but shout out to you. You know what I'm talking about for allowing me or giving me the opportunity to come out there and speak to kids. Um, I was in a, you know, you know, it's weird like being in a room full of kids. And I'm gonna share some of the pictures that I got on my Instagram. So follow me, Mister Underscore Activated. Is that I'm sitting up here talking to these sixth graders and they looking at me with such a um, interest. And things that I have to say And this is the whole reason And behind what I started doing anyway Is that we start to, you know Get in a space where we're able to talk to kids And, you know, inspire them to do I don't know if, if, if it is to do a podcast Or whatever it is Because I also talk about what I do professionally As far as uh, architectural design And things like that So just to inspire them To 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 bring out their, their the best version of themselves uh, And what's incredible is after I did all of that, like the teacher was like, wow, like, you know, um, you know, we don't, they usually so rowdy. It, it was almost like intense to see them just sit there and actually like give you all the attention. Now, keep in mind, I don't be in a classroom, so I don't know how to behave when I'm not there, but I definitely had everybody fixed. They, I mean, they asked me a lot of questions. We didn't have to cut it down and, you know, to, to make everything for me was at the end and i felt a little weird about it is that they came up to me uh and was like oh can i get your autograph <laughs> and, I was, and i was like boy you don't know i ain't famous you know what i mean but in my mind, i was like you sure they're like yeah so it's about 50 50 kids lined up and each one of them had me sign their their, their book um, um some there was a kid that had me sign his water bottle uh there's another one had me sign um, uh, their agenda, um, which they hold on to for the rest of the year. So imagine like having this kid always seeing my, I didn't even know how to sign an autograph. But to me, that was that was crazy in a sense, like, damn, like, yeah, I really think, you know what I mean? But they was really fascinated by it. They, they asked, you know, the thing about kids is that kids are a lot smarter and I don't have kids. So and I don't deal with kids on a regular basis. Um, is that they're a lot smarter than we what we think it was. So even before I went in there, because it was Black History Month, uh, I had sent some provoking, some thought-provoking pictures. Um, you know, kind of like having. Uh, I mean, I can't explain the pictures, but it was really thought-provoking. And you know, all the kids wrote questions, which um, they got to answer. And also, we did a mini podcast, which. I would edit and send it back to the teacher so they could hear themselves because for a lot of them it was crazy sitting there like talking through the mic and hearing themselves uh it was a crazy 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 experience uh, by far one of the greatest things that i've done since i started this podcast I, I, and i know every day it changes but this by far going and speaking to 50 kids about what i do and having them look inspired to me was you know was the icing on the cake so i can't share with y'all the podcast because obviously kids and all that stuff but i'll definitely share with uh with y'all some pictures that i took so make sure you follow me on activated uh mr underscore activated uh on instagram or activated podcast and um you know it'll be on there and also uh, toronto if you're in city in toronto you're listening to this on a friday there's one of the biggest uh event happening in the city of toronto this thing is crazy I got the call to host it. I was super excited. Uh, so make sure you pull up. It is at the Hotel X Falcon Sky Bar. Uh, no idea where that is, but I'm going to find out tomorrow. Um, it is Art, Music, and Culture. It is Black History Month edition. Right? So what it is, is we're going to celebrate our blackness 
tomorrow. Your blackness should not offend anybody else. Uh, you have the right to celebrate this magic. So that being said, I'll be your host for the night. Uh, I will be out there from 7 to 2 a.m. Now, black people, let me talk to y'all for a second. <clears throat> I know y'all like to pull up to events late. This is not the one. All right. Leave your pre-drinking for another day. Leave your pre-partying for another time. This is the event where you show up early uh, because the event is free. So there is no cover, but there's a capacity, right? This is what I'm telling my friends. If you want to be there, ensure, please be sure that you come early so you can get in there because it's, it's free. So even if you were able to get an online ticket, you're not guaranteed to go in there because if 500 people show up at six, they're not going to wait for you, you know, what that is. And I've not been to this place, uh, but I can only imagine that this place does not take 500 people right if i'm willing to bet two three hundred people and even that is a lot so please make sure if you're coming uh to the event tonight it is at the falcon no falcon sky bar hotel x um and this is this is dope man the, the flyer is dope i sent them a picture they made me look nice on this flyer so I, i'm posting it like crazy so please pull up it's free come support man uh, i love y'all for always supporting and, and pulling up on me whenever um i post this event so without any further ado i'm going to give you uh one of the most incredible person i've spoke to uh last year uh this guy is really out here um you know shifting the culture and, and having some great conversation um and not even conversation this guy's going out there and like putting his you know put his mouth put his money where his mouth is which i love and uh and shout out to nathan i hope we get to work on some more projects together man and and i think it's necessary that we do get to work on some more stuff so all right enough of me and this spilling uh thank y'all again uh mcbride school i think it was what it, what it was called for letting me come in there inspiring some kids uh and thank you for everybody to continue for continuous uh for your continued support see i messed that up but you know what i'm not gonna edit it because this is how we get down on activated podcast all right let's start the show baby Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast. Your boy Ebu. Um, tonight or today, I should, I, I, I be losing <laughs> track of the days in the episode. But um, shout out to everybody always tuning in. And uh, tonight, I think I have a very special guest in the building. And um, before we get started, shout out to Mama Land for allowing us to come through and record uh, uh, and sponsor uh. the episode. I hope they sent some food or something. Yeah, hopefully the, <laughs> hopefully the food I ordered today was free. <laughs> hopefully you ain't got to pay. I'll just walk true. away like Jack. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to put a little man. pressure. <laughs> put a little pressure on him. And uh, and unfortunately, she you, you didn't get to hear the intro because you don't have a phone. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's a nice instrumental. <laughs> compact with it, beautiful it, sounds. And this is what we were talking about before. This is one of the beat that um that a producer made for me Word. from back in the days that I was supposed to rap on. And, yeah. And when I was looking for music... Uh, because I, you can't use other people's music. I mean, you can until you get popping, and then you got to take the whole thing down. So at least <laughs> this guy probably forgot all about this beat. But um, before we get any further, I have Nathan in the building. What's up, man? He looks he he hella tired. Yeah, um, I had an event last night. Had church this morning. Just ate Jack's food, so you know I'm like fighting, yeah, fighting yeah. sleep. And but that was that. I mean, that's one thing. Like when I came in here, um, the energy from. From not even a, before I even got to see you perform, but just I was like, yo, this guy's doing something, right? Like, and it's weird enough because you, it's a lot of people in the community that do amazing things, but because if it's not like with the shit, like nobody pays attention almost to like, yeah, yeah, good, uh, good kind of thing. So the energy in here was crazy. The amount of people that you were able to bring to the venue to come in and, and, turn up like you didn't and I seen your performance and I was like this guy's onto something man <laughs> um so so talk, I mean give us a little intro because I mean I was reading your bio so you anything from uh community uh activist uh I was an actor you didn't put that in there but you did do some, <laughs> some film right like I did a little homework uh obviously um artists 
mm-hmm. um, mental health advocate, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Right, because we, we get to that point where we're starting to. Um, it, it, I, I actually had an episode when I talk about the. I went to therapy, and the first thing my uh, therapist told me was like, "You need to cry." Mm. Sound like you ain't cried in a minute. That mm. shit kind of hit me like, "Damn!" Like, how you know me? <laughs> just, you know what I mean? So, um, to talk to us, give us a little intro of. A little background or whatever you want to hit us with. Yeah. Okay. So, name's Nathan Baya. Um, I'm an artist, a dancer, a rapper, a spoken word poet, um, community activist, yeah. uh, mentor, mental health advocate. Um, I have an organization called Jane Three Speaks. Um, I just basically, you know, I just, I just believe in spreading love, and I believe self-expression should be your choice of weapon for situations that occur in life. That you know, what I mean. Um, Pretty much, just you know, humble no, guy. I don't, like, I don't like to toot my own horn too much. <laughs> no. you know? but, um, now, what you, we just obviously we're getting into it. What's your background? Uh, uh, for those that are just listening, I mean, I kind of you just put yeah, me I got that, you. But. Uh, I'm um, born in Canada, but my parents are from Congo and Kinshasa. Right. So yeah. What was the name of the? Is this the event? Uh, is this a reoccurring event that you have? Yes, um, this what this event was called. I was trying to figure out the name yeah. of the event. No, he's a little okay. tired. I could no, tell. No, I've had so had many a... events, like it's hard to remember titles. Um, this event was called Party on Baya. Okay. Um, basically, this is like an annual thing. So every year I have an event called Party on Baya just to celebrate either my birthday or the successes that were accomplished yeah. throughout the year. Um, normally I celebrate it on my birthday, but I was in Paris for my birthday, so I couldn't. I was I was all the way over there in Europe, so I couldn't do it. But I'm just like you know, the year is ending, so I had um, a last event for my organization, which is James Three Speaks. We had a last open mic to wrap up the year for that organization, and for myself, I just had another like wrap up event for like my whole year, kind of. So it was just good. It's it's kind of like a party and just performances, you know, showcase of artists, you know, basically like that. Yeah. Um. We, I, I want to start from the beginning because obviously um, you are big on like in touch with the community, giving back. Give us like the very beginning. At one point, did you realize, you know what, um, even like for your artistry, which one came first? Was it uh, I'm going to stand up and, 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 and do some good in the community or did you start to rap and then that transition into uh, doing the community? Which one came first? Um, I think my love for music was pretty real. I think my love for poetry or dance was pretty real. And I just always knew that I I love the ability to make someone smile. And I love the fact that I can do that with my art. And I just realized how many other people need an outlet, need self-expression, need just the release of their emotions that they're feeling. So then I just started looking at it. I'm like, you know what? Like, if I can get through a door, let me open a door for others so that they can speak their opinions and their thoughts and their perspectives as well. And I realized realized we all go through individual things and we all need to speak about it. And I realized if I put out what what I'm struggling with, and then you relate to it, then there's a community of healing going on so that people can connect, people can build together, people can grow together in peace and in harmony. So I would just say the love, music was first, community came second. And I even believe that um, in your music, it will reveal what your love is by okay. based off of your content. So if you listen to most of my content, you can just get an idea of like, okay, I see what this guy's values are, his priorities in general. Like an artist who speaks about women, bitches, hoes, and tricks. You can tell, okay, these are your priorities. Or you're just doing this to attract the right. fan base because this is what sells quickly. But if you look into my content, you can just kind of tell where my heart is found. So, like, yeah, I would say music first and then community. And, like, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, so in terms of music, have you always been making conscious record from the very beginning? Or uh, did you start with the bitches and hoes and whatever? And I never really, I, I would, like, honestly, growing up young, like, I never really had much, I didn't, I was more of poetry first. I kind of just did the poem stuff because I was just, okay. I just did a lot of love poems or whatever. Um, rapping, I didn't really know what I wanted to rap about. Like, you know, I always, I was always a good person, so I couldn't really, not to say that you're a bad person if you're talking yeah. about those things, but <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, calling women bitches was just never part of my language in, like, music. It's because I was mostly raised with my mom, my auntie, so I was just mostly raised around women more than my father, more than my father, so I never really had the bitches and hoes tricks, but I won't say every rhyme was deep or woke or whatever, and sometimes it's not even now, sometimes it's natural fun, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like just because you don't say bitches, hoes, and tricks, now you're conscious, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just the norm to always resort to that type of music, but I just feel like, you know, like, I just rap about how I feel, what I want, what I want to talk about. I just say my heart, that's it. Whatever's so, on it. So you're, yeah. you're not, you're not influenced of, like, you're not caught up in, like, 
I should do this because this sells or this. I mean, you can, but then you have to uphold that image, and that's not fun to uphold the image that you don't represent in your daily life. A lot of a lot of artists just put on this gangster image, and then they get checked in real life, and then they get beat up, and then it's like, (laughs) do you still continue with this content, or do you realize that's a fact that you just said right there? It's like you got sad, man. um, Have you seen a video of some? I don't even know who the who the artist was. Um, Some some uh, Toronto artist that got beat up in the stairway or something. Have you seen that video? Nah, I haven't seen. But I don't know a lot some of artists. Guy with the dreads or something. Apparently, some big. Um, Young Tory. Young Tory. Oh yeah, yeah. You know oh yeah, yeah. You see, what I'm saying though, like, <laughs> it just goes to you show you about, how you feel about. Have you seen? Have you seen a video? I, I, yeah, I remember seeing. Yeah, he got beat up. I know a lot of artists that got beat up. Um, I know a lot of st- a lot a lot of artists that got shot up too. It just. I look at it, I'm like, you know what? What you put out, you attract something. Right. You know what I mean? If I'm going to put something out in the world, I'm going to attract something else. Like, whatever I put out, I'm going to attract. If I put out peace, harmony, positivity, you might honestly still get some negativity because there's a lot of people who just hate their life and who just hate the world and who just hate <laughs> things in general. So they'll, they'll, they'll just get negative energy, have positive energy. But for the most part, you put out positive energy, you will receive a lot of blessings and a lot of things that are good for you. But if I put out this gangster image, I'm going to receive fear from people. And a lot of these so-called gangsters who want to be artists, they're struggling because no, which venue wants to book you? It's already hard enough for, to honestly, as a black hip-hop artist, it's already hard enough to find a venue that will accept hip-hop. Right. And now when you come with that type of content too, it's like, I don't want to message you, but you're like, yo, I'm not a bad guy, but what does your music represent though? You know what I mean? And in general though, like, I just feel like with everything going on in the world, we need to hear a different message or in the words of Tupac, just have a balance. You know what I mean? But there's no balance nowadays. It's mostly like just gangster, gangster, gangster. And then it's like someone has to die for you to come up with like a good record <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like, so you've never had no issue like people run up on you and... and to me, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, it, why it won't, me? Won't I don't, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, like I never really had... Well, I was really protected as a child. Like my brother uh, really watched over me. Like his 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 family, his, um, his friends or whatever. So... And my mom really kept me inside the house a lot. So I was really not around for a lot of the things that were going on. Like, I knew about it, and I was just really sheltered from it. Um, but for the most part, someone coming at me, no. There were some times where, like, it did get a bit aggressive. Um, just Because even recording in, recording in the hood is kind of hard. Because you're in the studio with, like, 500 men in right. the room or whatever. And everybody wants studio time. So, you know, they might try to buck you up to get off your slot. But I, I was just, I was never really scared yeah, yeah, or whatever. That's like, not you. Like I, I don't know, like me, like I'm not a fight fighting type of person, but if it comes from me, like I'm, I'm yeah, not. I mean, if you yeah. got to protect yourself, it's exactly. A story, you know, right? um, talk to me a little bit about what, in what neighborhood in the city did you grow up in? Uh, Jane and Finch. Jane, Jane and Finch. Finch. What was that like growing up? Is it? Um, there's also I can't remember who this um, political figure was, but he he can't he went up there with like a bulletproof vest. Uh, um, I think it's Mama Lady. I think so. And then it was out, and they put it on the news. I can't remember. I, I wish I. I didn't care enough, but I had an argument about it at work, actually. Yeah. Where somebody was trying to convince me that, like, oh, Jaden Finch is, you know, everybody just Man, walking you, on the street, you get shot. And I was like... Damn. Everywhere, though. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? Everywhere in Toronto is like that right yeah. now. Like, you know what I mean? I just feel like if they capitalize off of... Jane Finch. Is Toronto really? It's bad. Really, really out here. Smoke Dog got shot on Queen Street West. Yeah, I see. I see. That's in the middle of downtown. You know what I mean? That was sad. His whole brain is leaking on the floor. And that's in that's a man life lifeless body just boom. sitting there like that. That, that was. That and people was, are taking videos and pictures. Like, um, it's honestly like it's everywhere in Toronto. But I just feel like it's typical for him to just capitalize off of that. You know. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like I remember we were having these youth consultations, and kids said overrepresentation of police in their community it makes them feel bad about the community so you can already feel like when someone coming through with a bulletproof vest in your community that would make me feel uncomfortable yeah like i'm like I'm, whoa maybe i should get one you know what i mean <laughs> and in general it just makes it even yeah. worse i just feel like people like that are not intelligent you know and on top of that too if you're gonna wear a bulletproof vest you wear clothes on top of it to hide the fact that you're wearing a bulletproof vest you don't want people yeah you know what i mean like why would you want people to know you're wearing a vest because at the end of the day your head's not protected so you can get a headshot things like, he's just trying to provoke the community you know what i mean like only guys like me will we'll, we'll take in things like that. You know what I yeah. mean? You wear clothes under a vest to protect yourself. But if you're wearing it, you're making it really clear. You're going to make everybody else feel uncomfortable. But it's just typical things that they do to just, yeah. To just get to So what was it like? Is it um, growing up there, like any, any, give us a little bit of insight. Like, is it, 
was it all bad, all good? I'm sure that you you you. Grown. It was a mixture of both, you know. Like I don't I don't want to be the guy to say it was perfect. I don't want to be the guy to say that everything was beautiful. As much as I hate to touch on the negativity of Jane and Finch, it is there, and but it's not just in Jane and Finch, but it is there, you know, and a lot of. A lot of drugs, a lot of guns, a lot of different things along those lines. But at the end of the day, there was a lot of positivity too. There was just never any attention around that type of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for you to find good initiatives, you kind of had to search a little bit, you know? But it's just that fear, like, oh, you can't go outside because something's going to happen to you. So how do you ever discover anything right. if you're just so caught up in something bad's going to happen when I leave the house? Which is what the, 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 the mentality parents have or whatever. But in general, I just feel like if you come from a predominantly black area, there will always be negative stereotypes over your area. And the news doesn't help at all. Like you put on CB24 right now, for hours, you'll just hear deaf, deaf, deaf. And I don't know how these reporters report that with such, <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you they're know? probably numb to. Yeah, they probably, but it's so sad that that happens, that we get numb to deafs. Like, you know what I mean? I don't care. Like, you have to report those as well. But what about reporting what else is going on? You yeah. know what I mean? Like some that you did yesterday, like that yeah, event is, is, let me ask you this. What, what do you think makes people... Because uh, we all come, most of us are like first or second generation uh, of immigrants. So we know that our parents have sacrificed a lot, mm-hmm. leaving their countries, their career, whatever they got, come up here to give us a better chance. Mm-hmm. And then we now become a product of an environment that we don't even come from, really. It's more like just because mm. I, I know, oh, yeah, like yeah. I know friends that like their parents work so hard yeah. that it baffles me that they rather sell drugs because I feel like you pick up from what you're accustomed to seeing, which is mm-hmm. you see your parents getting up every day at 5 a.m. and uh, doing two or three jobs and all this stuff. Like, what would make somebody, um, from your opinion, if, if you had to, to, to give it a thought? To me, um, what would make somebody do that is basically like, you know, my parents, they're coming from Congo. So they come here to Canada to give the kids better opportunities and a better life. And you can admire your parents, you can honor your parents, you can see what they do. But the way I look at it is, it depends on what the person what the person considers cool. Like you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you consider it cool to be like your father, like your father or your mother, that's what you're gonna follow. But if you go out with that character and you go out in the hood and it's like you know, you're so you're so smart, what's wrong with you? Yeah. See the mentality that we have? Intelligence is a fear. Yeah. Intelligence is disrespectful. You're a know-it-all. Like you'll move from you think you know everything. Yeah. This is in general though, like being smart, being well put together, it's literally offensive to people because your progress is offensive to people. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it it shocks me, and if the kid does not if the kid does not have a strong character, he's gonna fall for the lie and be like, oh, maybe I should be dumber, maybe I should sack my pants a little bit, maybe I shouldn't go to school on time because that's not cool. But at the end of the day, that stuff is cool when you're 18 and 20, but be 40 and act like that, and you'll realize how quickly <laughs> that stuff's not cool. Even on your way to like your your, your yeah. thir- early 30s, you start to look around like, yeah. and those girls yeah. that were, and it's, honestly, I'm not even trying to bash on women, but sometimes. It's like, you know, like even in general, like in schools, in high schools, when women attract, when women are more clinging on to that, because, you know, there's a conception. You sell drugs, you make money, you get women because women and money go together. together, So it's like, sure, you can do that. But at one point, the same I've I've seen it many times where girls that cling on to a guy like that. But after a while, it gets annoying. It gets tired. You know what I mean? When you become an adult, you don't want that type of energy around you anymore. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want someone who's always fighting people, someone who just can't control themselves, someone, you know? So I really feel like if you fall for the lie, you can really lose yourself in the sauce. And it's hard to pick yourself from where you fell off, to be honest. But it's because, like, you know, like, they just don't know how much their parents work hard to get them here. And you don't appreciate it. Like, I just feel, even if I don't appreciate my mom enough. I don't believe we appreciate our mothers enough in general, you know? Yeah. But in general, I feel as if, like, honestly, like, you just got to do better. But it's also influence, you know? And yeah, we just got to change the stereotype. I mean, that, what you said that stuck with me is one thing to make it easier. Like, exactly what you said, it's cool to, like, have money. Mm. It's not as cool to, to you know, have your lunch bag and your your your, yeah. your steel toe boots and then going to work, you know. And that's a disgusting it, yeah. mentality. You know, I remember, like, I remember when I was working in the summer, um, my friends was like, yo, I don't even know how you go to work every day, bro. Like, that's so <laughs> whack. And then I'm just there, like, yo, honestly, all I know is I'm going to be alive when I come back home, but I don't know about you. And then that that's shocked him. Yeah. Because I knew he was on the corner, but I'm like, yeah, like, I know I'm going to do my eight-hour shift, come home, sleep, eat, relax. You're going to be on the corner for eight hours. You don't know what's going to happen to you. You have no idea. Every day you're playing Russian roulette. 
And then when I told him that, like, he got offended, but he, he had to realize, like, I'm putting my life in danger every... I'm still in danger every day, it's just, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot less in danger, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Your chances are less Yeah, I don't have to worry about... I don't have... Even if cops get at me, what are you going to find? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. have to worry about anything and everything. I live life with no stress. And a lot of people don't understand. Black people already have enough mental health I- illness as, as it is. Now you're adding paranoia and fear to your, to your lifestyle. You're looking back and forth. You're pacing back and forth. Your, your phone's... I've been around everything. Your phone's constantly ringing. You know what I mean? You can't even go out and enjoy yourself without having to deal with yeah. someone on the other street. Like, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I mean, to cut up this. I mean, to, you know what I mean? I look at that lifestyle. I'm like, I can do that, but I can have a lot of paranoia, a lot of fear. And everybody that's a friend to me is now in danger as well. And that's the sad reality. A lot of people that we friend coming from our communities, they would never want to take a picture with us or a video with us or be seen with us because they know that their life is a threat. And if someone wants to get at them, they're gonna use us. To, they're gonna use us to send that person a message. And you know, I just, I just didn't need that lifestyle. You know what I mean? I just knew like, listen, everything yeah. you say right now, I respect it so much because it's taking me back to a place. Because I remember um, when we first moved to Canada, we live at um, Black Creek, Treacherway, mm. whatever. I, you know, a bunch of guys. We literally did nothing. Yeah. But <clears throat> no, like I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like guys like I don't want to say guys like us, but like out of the group, you got one. It's going to kind of detach himself and go against the grain. Boys I remember used to, used to go upstairs and guy used to make fun of me. I was like, yo, let me go do this homework and I'll be right back. Yeah. Who the fuck does homework, bro? Like, yo, you always doing your homework. I was like, okay, cool. But I still hung out with them. Yeah. But I would just go upstairs, do my homework, finish, and then come back and chill with them. Yeah. And now when we look, like, now I become, I became the guy that everybody always saying, yo, man, I see you're doing this. Yo, you got to, you know what I mean? Which is weird mm. to me. It's like, yo, bro, all you have to do is do your homework for two hours a day. Yeah. And come back home and do that. Um, you, now, you was also talking about a lot of people suffering from mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had your own demons that you had to fight? Or, yeah, or? I think we all do. You know what I mean? I just feel like we grew up in, we grew up in a, a, a lot of, a lot of times we come from broken households. And I feel as if, like, you know, your parents are your first example of love. And if your parents feel at showing you that, automatically you struggle with self-love. Um, being, blo- being, if you're born, if you're born black, automatically you might have self-love issues because it's like, okay, what about my history? And then you hear so many disgusting and right. nasty things about, because even in Black History Month, they don't, you know, they just teach us all these slave stories. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> your people went through slavery and yeah. overcame. It's like, I, I'm, I, I like the overcame part, but it's like, damn, is all we all we went through? Like, you know, yeah. is that all that happened? What about all the things we created? What about the legends that are still alive right now? Why do we always got to go back to 1970s? Right. Like, it just makes me feel like, you know, like myself, I definitely say like, you know, you can battle with depression, you can battle with anxiety, but it all boils down to self-love issues. Because it's like, you know what I mean? It's so easy to just showcase love to everybody else, but yourself is like the hardest thing. But that's all because of how you were raised. For example, in my household, I kind of felt like being dark-skinned was like a sin. But I talked to some of my friends, do they relate to that same story? They told me, no, they grew up in households where being black and it was powerful. Being dark-skinned was an amazing thing. So they'd never have that same issue that I have. They probably battle with something else. But I would definitely say, like, you know, having self-love issues definitely made me battle with a lot of other things, too. So... How, uh, how do you think... In your opinion, what do you think our parents like? Where did they get that from? That they they I don't even think our parents realize what they passing out to us. They have no idea. They don't really care. <laughs> like they don't like you know what I mean. They don't like they don't really unless you're crying. Is, is or, it because they don't care or they're not aware? Because I, I feel like a lot like we are very self aware in a lot of things, right? Like mm-hmm. even like me being like yo, I'm gonna go to therapy, and I, I remember like talking to my mom about it, um, and then it was like. I mean, my mom is very receptive to it. So it was nothing like, oh my God, like you're losing your mom. But because I could, logically speaking, whatever I'm thinking, I could put it in a way to, mm-hmm. it may not, it, it may be something that don't make sense, but I can try find my find best. Yeah, like find a way to be like, this is what I'm doing kind what of I'm thing. Um, yeah, but that's crazy. Now, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say like, as far as parents, um, I just think they try their best. And I've learned to not judge my parents. I've right. learned to just, you know, they're just teaching me as much as they've been taught. And I can either look at my parents and repeat their mistakes or just learn it and just not repeat it myself when, you know, that day comes for me. So Now, um, do you think that it's something special in you that made you not fall through what, what else is going on? Because I'm sure, like, you can point out many people that have not um, chose to even... I, I see, like, you looking at life, like, 
on a positive way, regardless of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's because you're you have it's something special within you, mm-hmm. or is just something that you have to like learn and and talk yourself out of that? I won't, I won't lie. I won't try to toot my own horn, but I definitely do think there is something special. Um, I just feel like I don't know. I just always feel like you're you can tell when someone is called. By God, like yeah. you know, what I mean, like, and I really do feel like from the beginning of time, I was always called by God because there's always been something different of how people attracted to me, how things happen, and how like you know, it's like I always just get another chance to get up and do better, or just how my mind programs things. Like I've always thought about how can I inspire somebody with this painful situation more than just how can I end my like you know, what I mean, like it's yeah. just I've always thought about like what can I do now? Like, like you know, this can be it. This can be it. Like this doesn't stop yeah. here. Like what what can I do going forward? Like you know, what I mean, like I've haven't. I, and I don't know. I feel like I've just always wanted to be happy. So it's like when you want to be happy, you want others to experience joy as well. So, you know, you always kind of push for it. But in general, though, I do believe there's always something special in every one of us. You just have to tap into it. And some of us, it's like you already tapped into it from birth. And some of you, you're, just, you're discovering that every day. And you're just yeah. trying to find that light. And you're just struggling to get that light out of you. But I think there's something special in all of us, though. But you can always tell. Like, you know, the, the, you know when people will be like, oh, like... Uh, this person it comes once in a lifetime. Things along those lines. You can yeah. always tell when I can. You kind of go through that phase of like, wow, like no one. I don't know much people like this person, mm-hmm. but and then when you're around someone like that, you really have to like. I think the deeper your light is, the more trials and tribulations will come for you. Right. You know, so it's like, in general though, if you look at the most inspiring people of this world, they have the craziest painful stories of all time. You know, and it's like. There's a reason behind that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into a little bit more in depth with the James. Street speaks. There you go. Some people, say some people say <laughs> Jane Street talks. <laughs> you'll talk to me about Jane and Finch talks. And I'm just like, yo, yeah, yeah. Jane Street speaks. Uh, you know? what, when did it start? And and also break it down to us as to like, because that is this a monthly thing? Like, is this a monthly event that goes on or is that what um, it is? Jane Street speaks was started. I know there's reoccurrences. Like, isn't yeah, it was um, it was started nine months ago. Um, I've been doing community work my whole life. My whole life, I've been doing workshops in the community. My whole life, I've just been putting people onto studios, TV. Just in general, I've just been putting on a line for my friends because I just do believe, like, you know, I don't need to shine by myself. We can all shine together. Yeah. And then at one point, my friend started doing community events herself. And then I'm like, you know what? I see what you're doing. And then she saw, and then she obviously knew what else. She was supporting me for the longest time. So when she started doing that, I'm like, you know what? I'll support you. Mm-hmm. But as a fact, I'll even partner with you. She came up with the name James Three Speaks. I came up with the slogan, support local before global. And, you know, we, we had our differences. So we didn't choose to continue the partnership together. But for the most part, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just an outlet for the community. Basically, it's literally like... Whatever I can do, I'll try to get you in as well. And that's what I got from those kind of slave stories that we caught taught in school. <laughs> like, hey, your tummy was a slave. She freed other people and then she yeah. came back and freed more. So that's what I got from that. That I'm like, you know what? If I can get on stage and perform and my little name can attract people, let me see what, you know, let me push you on so your my crowd can meet you and then we can grow a fan base like that. So as far as a monthly thing, it depends on how I'm feeling. Like, okay. literally, oh, like, because okay. it's literally, like, um, if I'm having an event, it's called Nathan Baya Presents. If I'm having a James 3 Speaks, it's James 3 Speaks Presents. So it depends on the season. If, I, if I'm if i in a season where I want to showcase Toronto talent, I'll put on a open mic. If I want to just showcase my small circle of friends, I'll put on a show like what happened last night. Yeah. So pretty much, yeah, so... This is now you were community. saying like are you are you still part? Are you saying you're no longer part of it or the partnership? No, 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 no. Me and the I I run it. I run the organization. Okay, so myself. now it became just you. Yeah, basically, okay. me and like a couple people who just see the vision and want to help out. Okay. You know? but. Um, now, as you're talking about it too, I want to get into support because you you had a post that you posted oh. which I loved, and I was like, man, I even what's my phone? Because <laughs> I actually want to go through. Oh, you want to go through it? Like I want us to like break it down because I think what okay. you what you what you said was. It was so important because I feel like I've been saying that to my friends for like, I don't know. Because now you're friends, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's how I feel. So, me, you met Jacques. Jacques used to do Motherland Entertainment. I'm I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but we do parties, whatever. Um, The only one we still do now is uh, Afrofest After Party or whatever. Mm. Um, So, like, anytime we put up an event, it was such a struggle to like sell tickets and i always used to like trying to break it down to my friends saying listen 
We uh we have no problem spending. I'm not here to be your spending police. Mm-hmm. Do what you gotta do. It's your money. Yeah. But when we're looking at a community or whatever you care about, we let's say for example we love Afrobeats. Right? Yeah. Uh, promoter have to put up money to do these events, right? Uh, they take it on a risk. Now, if they put up the event and it flops, yep. so now who's gonna do it again? Right? You know what I mean, so slowly everything dies yep. down. So I'm like, so you guys, you care about this? You're African, you want to support it, but when it comes to putting your money behind it, everybody like, yo, yo, you know what I mean? It's not what it. So um, before we even get into the thing, I'm gonna pull it up, but I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. How frustrated are you with black community? I'm gonna film this myself in terms I of <laughs> supporting or even understanding what it means to support. How frustrated am I? <laughs> um, crack, you, you woke me up with that one, so you woke me up with that one. I'm gonna be politically correct, don't worry. Um, no, I mean, go in, please. Get, I got no, I got you, I got you, I got you. Um, you know, the way I look at it. It's it's frustrating. It's really angry. Like, like you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, some people can tell me, oh, your shows are packed. But it's like, if it's not packed with the people you want to see, you value it, but you don't value it as much. It's like kind of like hearing a compliment right. from someone that you wish it would come from that person's mouth. But it's, you still appreciate it hearing from this person, but you much rather hear from this person because this is the person you're yearning it from. Right. Um, I do believe our friends do struggle to support us just because they're our friends. So they just see us as that person on the street. Like, you know what I mean? But it's sad that that's the mentality that most people have towards their friends. To me, I look at it, I'm like, you know, I just don't understand. Like, I never knew charging $5 was that much of an issue. But getting into the club for $25 or paying, people go to the club and spend up to $100 easily with drinks. You have to think about it, co-entrance, club fee, drinks, drinks, buying drinks, buying drinks, more drinks, Uber to get there, Uber to get back home. Easily in one night, you spend $200. And I want to ask you, what did you invest in? The club's not going to be like, oh, you're a... You're, a, you're an investor and we want to partner with you. Right. But you spend money on a local business or a local artist and they see you're constantly spending. At one point, they're going to be like, yo, you know what? When I get to a certain point, I'm going to look out for this person. Yeah. And I'm going to donate back or invest back or just in general for the kindness of your own heart. Just to invest into local businesses is, is so important. But I think as friends, it's just, it's sad. Like it just... <laughs> it, 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 and, and some people make me feel so stupid for even trying to invite them. Right. Like, why am I even wasting my time sending you a flyer? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I just do believe that, like, you know, it just, it's sad. And a lot of people just need to do better. You know, like, uh, you've seen the post, man. Like, oh, I'll be there in school. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I wish I could have reposted it. But I was like, yo, this guy yeah. said, um, how, do, do you think that we can change our mentality? How far off are we from actually start and i think we've started mm. uh on a scale to one to thing what do you think if you have to assess it what do you think we at in terms of supporting black um, businesses or supporting our own well i feel like i'm a huge advocate for it so i'm pushing it a lot i remember after that post a couple people that messaged me saying thank you for waking me up like you made me realize a lot about myself that i do a lot and i don't notice and that's my whole intention. I'm never the type of person to complain. I will appreciate anything and everything that I have. I will appreciate the small I have before I ever ask for more. That's why I even put it on my archives. Cause I didn't want it to come off as complaining. Yeah. But for the most part, I feel as if to do better, we just got to just... People got to fix up. Like, mm-hmm. you literally got to stop your friend like, yo, fix up. You know, and literally tell your friend like, yo, honestly, if you don't support me, I don't want, I'm not going to be your friend. And walk away. Like, that's what I do now. I don't have time to really? complain, argue with you. Even if, it, let's say if it's a friend you've been around I don't care 10 if we, years. I don't care anymore. Y'all grew up together. And, that's, and the fact that I have to argue with a friend that I grew around 10 right. years to support me is beyond me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I had friends like that, that, you know, for us to go out to the movies, have clubs, that's perfectly fine. They have all the time in the world for that. Say you have an event. Oh, I'm busy, like I'm working, you know, like I'm grinding or whatever. You want to go out to the club? Yeah, sure. We're trying to go. I'm trying to leave right now. You see what I'm, it's the mentality. It's the priorities. What you, like literally your priorities will speak before you even announce them. Like, you know, when I see your lifestyle, I can see what you prioritize already. So in general, though, I just feel like, yo, you got to honestly realize friends don't do that. And that's why I don't call those people my friends anymore. Like, you know, you can even be an acquaintance. Like if I see you on the street, it's high as what's up. But at the end of the day, I look at it and I'm like, one day... I'm going to win off this stuff. And I only want people at my table I know work diligently with me to get to this point. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to have the friend that was a distraction there. Because currently, right now, that friend who's just chilling with you and never works with you is a distraction. 
they're wasting your time. Like literally, they're wasting yeah. your time. They're making your your process to getting to your goals so longer. But a friend who like pushes you and projects you, they could get help you get to that end process that easily. It doesn't take much. Yeah. Like literally, two people can do so much work. It's crazy. Like what, you know what I mean? Like, what if somebody tells you, you know what? <clears throat> I, I don't want to support you because I don't. Your music is trash or okay. Or whatever it is. Well, the the thing about it is that statement. There's flaws in that statement. At the end of the day, like if that's your friend, you critique that. Like yo, right. your okay. flow's off. This word could have been said better. I don't understand this line. What does this mean? This does not rhyme. Critique. Advice. Okay. But just a blanket statement. Just a blank. To say, if it's really trash, I really, this is trash. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's really (laughs) that bad, I'll go straight to it. (laughs) But if I know it it can go on, but it just means a little tune-up, I'll be like, okay, like, yo, work on this, work on that. But to tell someone this is trash, that's no encouragement whatsoever. But have you ever come across a project? Yeah, and then that you was look, trash. And then you're looking at it, and you're like, I, I don't even know where to to start the critique. Like, the overall thing was... You just press pause and tell them, you need to go, you need to redo this whole thing over. Okay. I'm just that honest, because so I'm not going to okay. let someone go embarrass themselves on the street and then say, like, and then even go put out the song and be like, yeah, I support this. Like, at the end of the day, though, I will support someone who is confident in their music. Even if I don't agree with it and you agree with it, okay. That might make me agree with it just because of how confident right, you are okay. about yourself. But for the most part, I just feel like, yo, just be honest with your friends. Like, growing up in high school, it was like, yo, fam, this is fire. Everything is just fire. Yeah, yeah. And then you put it out, yo, you could have worked and you could have done this better, that better. So why are you waiting till I put it out for the advice to start? <laughs> or you're waiting till I <laughs> put it out and then I get negative feedback and then you're going to come with your criticism. But for the most part, real friends will help you be perfectly calculated to the point where before you get on that stage or you put out a song that they'll be like, you know what? Nah. You know, but as an artist, though, you got to come to the point where it's like you don't care. what people, You care. You value people's opinions, right. but you don't take it as a fact. Not every time. You know what I mean? Like, you can disagree with it, but if I love it, I'm going to do it regardless. And, you know, if it ends up not working out, I want it to not work out because I chose to, not because you told me so, you know? So it's a balance. Like Now, what about the, the artist that's been grinding, got decent music 10 years in, 15 years in, and still not catching heat, still not catching a break? What do you suggest to people like that? And um, oh, what should my, they do? Nothing happens before it's time, still. Like, 2 chains has been... How old is 2 chains? He's probably in his 40s, right? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he reinvented himself constantly. He went from Titty Boy to right. some a lot of names. Jay-Z didn't drop his first album until he was 27. Um, Schoolboy, really? Yeah, Schoolboy Q is like 35 and up. Like, you know what I mean? But in general, like, it does not matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if you want to be famous or whatever, uh, I guess maybe you can get frustrated or whatever. But to be honest, all you really need in life is just pay your bills, come home to a nice furnished house. You know, like, what more? The like, thing. okay. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It depends on how, like, honestly, the, the issue is a lot of people don't just are not content. You know? And I get it. You grind for everything you want. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you have to get to a point in life where you're like, this is all I want. Anything else is a blessing. So at the end of the day, to be honest, the artist who's 40 and still doing, that's cool to me. You're just still doing what you love. Your passion does not leave you because you start aging. Like, you what know, if you're not making money from it? Like, what if you can't support? Like, well, I, I, I'm just, the only thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to separate the hopeful person that maybe he's not good at rapping, he's a better producer. Mm. Maybe he's not good at rapping, but he could shoot fire videos. It's kind of like figuring out, not saying fuck your dream, but like, yeah, man, this might not be your best asset, but let's see if we could redirect that energy into something better that will further somebody that has better rhymes than you. Well, the thing about it is, it's not just about being a good rapper, it's about being a businessman. Jay-Z is not just a rapper. Right. P. Diddy is not just a rapper. These are businessmen. These are men who sell clothes, these are men who sell cologne. These are men who will, like, you know what I mean? Like, they invent... He, Jay-Z had a partnership with, with, uh, with, a, with a, uh, a basketball team. Like, right. you, you have to think about it more than just the music. The music is just one element. There's just so much more other aspects to it. It's just right now, we live in a, in a world where it's like Instagram and YouTube and the grind stops. I shoot a music video, I post it on my Instagram, <laughs> I work hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where it's stopping. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much more. There's networking. There's yeah. going on radio. There's going on TV. There's introducing yourself to people. There's just, there's so much more to it than just rapping and I would say like honestly if someone's trying to make money off of music there's so many things you can do you know like you know what I mean like in general though what you do is you put out your content 
somebody, you put out your content, you go out and perform, and you wherever you can get. Nobody wants to book you. You book yourself and you tell your little friends to come through and bring their little friends, and you do. You start small, you grow big. And in general, though, there is always a way of making money out of any hobby you can think of. Anything you can right. think of. You just got to think about it more business-wise. You got to look into marketing, things along those lines. Now, what I tell somebody to quit their job and just go do music 100%, if you believe in your heart, you're going to do it, do it. But in general, though, I would encourage someone to, to just like, maybe have a nine to five and do music on the side. And if at one point the music on the side is financially blowing you enough, tell your job bye and just go on full mm -hmm. out. Yeah. But in general, though, like I feel as if you just got to be smart. You know, if you know that, I know a lot of DJs that can rap, but they know DJing is where the money's at. So they'll DJ, but they'll be a rapper on the side. And that's cool because now you come off as multi-talented. And that's cool because now you, you can kind of have an edge on other DJs. Like you can DJ and yeah. rap on the mic. I'm a, I'm a dancer, but I, I'm a rapper too. I have, I, have the, I, have the, I have more of an edge now. I can rap and then boom, I get into a dance. I have more of an edge than the next guy. I just feel like you got to think about this stuff as a business because music is, there is a music business industry. Like it's a yeah. business, you know? And people think like, and people are getting pimped. Like, you know, people think streams is where the money's at. I think to get $4,000, you have to have a million plays on Spotify. Like, you see what I'm saying? And to get... <laughs> Holy shit. That's what I'm saying. So people think, people think, like, you get a lot of streams, you get a lot of money. Right. A lot of these artists have a lot of followers, a lot of streams, but they're just as broke as the yeah, next yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to everybody's perception, you're rich, but it's in like, reality, it's not me. rich at yeah. all. So they probably have a bunch of people thinking that they have money, asking them for money. They don't know how broke they are. Outkast, their first album sold one million, but they only ranked $20,000. So to the world, it's like, Outcast album just dropped, ranked in one million first week. Everywhere, and everybody's man. like, yo, fam, you can't buy me this. Like, yo, I have 20000 in my bank account. That's, that's how much a social worker makes in a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to think about it like that. And the reason why they only got 20000 is because their label, labels don't, um, labels don't really care about artists that much. Yeah. The label, they're going to toss you a bunch of money, but everything is on you. The moment this album sells, you're making that money back. And if you don't make that profit back... They're going to drop you and you're in debt with the label. Yeah. So it's like there's just so much more business elements that you have to think about if you really do want to make money off of it. And it's really slow going because in general, it just takes, especially if you have a message, um, it just takes, it takes people time to come around. Because at one point, the thing with me is just like I have the mentality of you're going to see me regardless. Like, you know what I mean? Regardless like, if you fuck with it. Yeah, that. like you're going to hear about my name. You're going to see yeah. my face somewhere. Right. I'm going to be inevitable. You're not going to avoid me. And at one point, it's going to be like, man, I just keep seeing this guy everywhere. Like, he doesn't I'm gonna, stop. I'm going like, to give it a listen. Man, let me just give it a listen. Oh, wow. Like, and then you'll get messages like, man, I never used to know about you. I didn't know what you were about. But yo, I took you in today, and I'm a fan. And you'll get those messages so much in your life. But right. if you quit based off of the negative energy you have, you'll never get that message because you chose the same person who will hate on you will love you at one point right. how many people hate each other then love each other later on but if you just stay stuck in that hate mentality this person doesn't like me this person doesn't mess with me and you just stay stuck they'll never get to the other side of the table yeah. so you literally just cannot quit but the only way you don't quit is if you just have a belief in self that's that's beyond everybody and literally that that person shocks people it's like the person who you think their music is trash, but they think their music is amazing. At one point, you will like their music just because of how confident they are about yeah. themselves. And it is just so freeing. Even when you like, you know what I mean? Like it's so freeing. So, And yeah. uh, as we were talking about it, there was another post that you put up where you were sharing your stats on Spotify. Word. Which, which I was, which I also appreciate. I, I mean, and this is why I think like, even before we met, we kind of, I kind of gravitated uh, towards the ideas of what you stand for. Mm. Uh, so you were sharing your stats and you were saying, you pretty much had a message saying, um, you might not be the most streamed, the most whatever, mm. but like, you know, keep going. W what made you want to, because yeah. I, I feel like, because some people now, I notice even like people that have like Spotify's or like even podcasts or whatever, mm. they'll turn off the stats so people can't you see, see how many listen. But I'm like, the, but the truth is, even though I can't see, Right, and I can't gauge. I can know, but like you know, you yourself just doing all this work yeah. at some point in time. I mean, you looking at the stats, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. What makes you be so transparent, and why do you think that is important as an artist? Because I'm, I just, I know there's a couple artists who probably look at their stats and cried. Or who probably look at their stats and compare them to others who have like eight hundred thousand. Like a lot of my friends have like I've seen, I've seen some for like three hundred. Yeah, 000, a lot. No, a lot a of my million. my, my friends like, are famous. Like you know, a lot of my friends have like eight hundred thousand or whatever, and they're normal people who have flesh and blood like me, who walk like me, who pick right. up. You know, what I mean, they're not they're not unnormal. Like you know, what I mean, 
the way I look at it, I'm like, you know what? Like, we need to be more vulnerable and more transparent about where we are in life. And I feel as if, like, when I do that, I make it easier for the next person who has lower streams than me. Because at the end of the day, what I said in that message, hey, maybe I wasn't successful here, but I was successful here. And at the end of the day, like, if you have to think about it, the money is not in the streams. Like, if you're in the music for the money, you should probably do events. You should probably sell clothes, sell CDs. Think about it. Like I said, $1 million is $4,000. Now think about how hard is it to get past a thousand. Now think about a million, and then just getting four thousand dollars, you can kill that in two months. Yeah. If you pay rent, what is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, first yeah. and last. Like you have to think about it. Like you know what I mean? Like if you want to make money off of music, it's not in the streaming services. That will help you and propel you to get bookings, so people can pay you to perform. But for the most part, a lot of artists do not capitalize off of that because they just want to be Instagram famous and they don't really take the whole image. But to me, I look at it, I'm like, there's so many local businesses that want to quit, that want to stop. I don't have the views I want. Nobody's listening to me. But if you listen to that voice, you'll never get to the point where people are. You have to work so hard to the point where people, yo, even if five people like my post, I'm still posting. I'm yeah. still going in. And I won't put people will respect that energy. People will be like, yo, like, this guy doesn't quit. Like, <laughs> you don't give a damn, <laughs> you don't give up. Like, you know what I mean? And at one point, it's like, yo, I got to support this. And then even, you, you have to think about it. If, okay, if me and you apply for a grant, you come in with jewelry, iced out, and you claim you need money for your music video. And right. I come in humble, nice t-shirt, and I say I need money for my music video. Who do you think the, the person's going to want to vote for more? The person who looks rich or the person who looks average? But the person who looks rich is probably the person who's broker than the person who looks average just right. putting on a front. And in general, that person who looks rich, they're missing out on some money because of what they choose to represent in the world. So to me, I just look at it and I'm like, you, you got to be real, man. You got to be real where you are in life. I, I cool. mean, like I've said, like the, the couple of posts that you had, um, which I respected so much. So when I was looking at it, I was like, man, I really like the energy. And, yeah. Uh, to the best of my ability, obviously going forward now that we finally got to meet or whatever, yeah. whatever I could do in terms of helping and whatever else, yeah. we have the um, the right contact, whatever it is. Um, I had um, maybe we could kind of have a last comment mm. when we're talking about uh, mental health and, and, and things like, and, and also based on the performance yesterday uh, of the other people performing, I, like I sense the energy. Yeah. Uh, is it like a community group where people could come in and um, and kind of get their mental health? Uh, any any help with that? Like, how do you help somebody? First of all, how do you assess that somebody might need it? And number two, what do you uh, offer them uh, as a first way to seek and get the help that they're looking for? Um, the first key to is opening up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're all bottling up so many things on the inside. And you just need to open up and let it out. Like, you know, whether that's through crying, whether that's through self-expression, whatever it is. I would say, like, um, I'm blessed to have a lot of black people at my shows because I want to fix home first. And, I, and uh, I think when it comes to with people of color, we've been taught that visiting a therapist is frowned upon. You must have issues. But don't we all have issues? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. So to me, like, I look at it, I'm like, you know what? Like... Opening up is the first step. And just talking to someone and the counseling. And sometimes a lot of people don't need you to talk to them. They just need to be heard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so many people, they don't need you to preach to them. They don't need you to talk to them. They just need for someone to listen to how they feel and to hear a reminder that it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah. So the way I do it, as much as with the time I have on my hands, if someone consults me, I believe that that person was led to me by God. And from there, like, I just pray real quick. Yeah. And I just figure out, like, what does this person mean? What does this person want? And the biggest gift I could ever do for someone is put a microphone in their hand and letting them tell their story. And then from there, like, they see the reactions of the crowd. They just feel that, wow, they like what I'm doing. They like what I'm talking about that boost of self-confidence. I want to write more. I want to yeah. do more. And then, you know what I mean? And then you don't, you, you, people, everybody means a hobby. Everybody means something to grind towards, to work towards. And from there, like, you know, as far as like mental health issues, you just need to open up. Hopefully you can do that with your family, your friends, your loved ones, whoever you have in your life that you yeah. can consult to. I would just say like, go about it like that. But as far as me, I just feel like, you know, the biggest thing first is self-love, you know? It's starving there. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. I was yesterday. You were saying uh, you were talking about. I want to get into a little bit more about you as an artist. Uh, you have 
can you tell us ten albums? Oh yeah, like that. That kind of shocked me. I was like, you got you put up ten albums already. So even when I was coming up here, I started to listen. Um, now I can't remember which one it is because I just went to Apple Music where it showed up. Yeah, the house. Um, the song that I listened to was House Party. Was it House Party? Is that what it? I think so. I remember Why House Party. Uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. And I was like, so talk to me about that. Like, what does it? You put out 10 albums now. What are we to look forward to? Do you have more music that you're going to be dropping or anything of that sort? Uh, and if you could also run for me, like, your stats. 10 albums. Or, like, I the mean, names of the albums? Yeah. Or um, Even, like, you... Because you... Let me see. I, I have the post here. You were just going to run into your oh, music. Oh, oh, I think oh, oh. you also compared to, like, your 2018, how many shows you've done. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Um... um I think okay. As far as like going forward, what I do plan, I do plan on releasing more music. I do plan on doing more, like you know, more things along those lines. But as far as me, like the albums were just to me, like I release so much music because I have so much to say, right. and I have so many emotions, so many feelings, so many things I want to express. So maybe something happened in the news it triggered me. I want to talk about it. Right. But the way I looked at it this year, I just wanted to release a lot of music. Because I know in the next year, I'm going to be releasing a lot of music videos. But when you see my music videos, I want you to have an album to listen to for me. Okay. A lot of artists put out a bunch of music videos, but there's no albums to listen to from them. There's right. no, it's all singles. Yeah. It's all singles. You know what I mean? There's no storytelling. There's no, you know what I mean? It's, there's not much things they have to back it. You know what I mean? So I knew I wanted to release a lot of music. As far as like those stats that I put up, yeah, man, like 18 independent events, no joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's with no funding too. That's three out of pocket. Yeah. And it's not it's not easy. Uh, it's really hard because, and it, 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 it's, it's easier if you're just doing it for yourself. When you're doing it for the greater good of people, the community, you have to understand, you're, you're, you're doing, I'm doing mental health initiatives for people who have mental health illnesses. So I got to deal with their mental health illnesses and I got to love them all throughout all their mental health yeah. illnesses. I have to. They break down. Their, their breakdowns. Their moves, their whatever. Their emotions, their entitlements, <laughs> their, their everything. You know what I mean? Because when you're a good yeah. person, apparently you just have to feed the whole village. Right. You know? Like it just, you got to deal with all of that stuff. Right? And that's why a lot of people can't do it because a lot of people cannot deal with themselves like alone people and I gotta just not internalize it and just keep going and keep pushing and just and it, it really does good for me because it really forces me to love people love strangers and just love everybody throughout their BS you know mm -hmm. what I mean and not every person is open about their bullshit and wants to seek help some people are complacent and want to stay there and you gotta love them through that so to me 18 independent events is not easy. Well, technically now it's 19 because last night. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just feel as if, like, I just got to keep going. As far, you know, uh, performed at the ROM. Um, uh, performed, I did my first you know, international gig in Europe. Um, you know, just um, even, even the uh, the uh, chef Vikram Vidge from Dragon's Den. Okay. Um, I was working at a place called Hopscotch at the time. I'm just working my shift or whatever, but I had my CD in my bag. You see, real hustlers still have CDs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to understand. Like I told you, man, getting money from streams will <laughs> yeah. take a minute. Right. So real hustlers have CDs in the back of their pocket, ten dollars a pop, boom. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Because boom, that's ten dollars right there. What was that? An hour of work? If you have ten CDs and you go on the street and you sell all ten in one day, you did an eight-hour shift. Yeah. Like, like you literally. Exactly. Like you know no, what I mean? That's true. That's fact. It's it, you, you got to have a hustler's mentality like that. And the way I look at it, I'm like, you know, I met him during work, handed him my CD. He called me in a week after. He told me, like, yo, I listened to your CD and I love it. I love your honesty and transparency. I told him, yo, send me a video saying that so I can, you know, capitalize off this moment. You sent me a video or whatever. And I didn't even ask him for no money or no nothing. I just wanted to, I just felt nice, like, wow, you know, I'm from Jane and Finch. I was, you know, a, they, they call it a poor community, but a millionaire heard my words. And that made me feel special. And it, and it resonated with him. Yeah. Um, but shout out to you. I, I, first, I want to say thank you for coming through. You're hella tired. I could tell. Good, I held yeah. you up, but I but I appreciate you giving time to come speak to me. And I hopefully, like I'm saying, like uh, I definitely want the opportunity for us to work some more mm -hmm. on whatever it is, whatever my input is. If you need me, man, just hit me up and Got then we'll you. go. Whatever you mean, bro. I, I do believe in supporting local before global. So yeah. you know what I mean, like. And what you're you doing? What, what you're doing? Literally, it's going to change. The Science. world, like it, it's gonna change some. Whether you get to see or benefit from it, yeah. Uh, but just the input, the give back that you do for the community, mm -hmm. um, incredible. Or these, these is what I'm talking about. Support these. I always tell people there's certain people that we should be championing. 
Yeah. And, and you're, I feel like you're one of those guys that like, whenever is something good happened to you, everybody else will benefit from that. Exactly. Um, so if anybody's looking for you to, to, to handle that they should hit you up on and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Instagram is Nathan.Baya. Um, on, on every streaming platform, it's Nathan Baya. On SoundCloud, it's Nathan Baya. And yeah, pretty much, man. Just holler at me. Uh, I'm taking the music. Hit him up. He'll, he'll, he'll hit you back. It might take some time now. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I, nah. I be busy. I be sleeps. No, I get it. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, this is The Activated Podcast, and you've officially been activated. Thanks, man. Let's go. A single mother make double. Two or four, three kids. Financially, my dad was more absent. Then I was in middle school. I'm the middle child. Like Malcolm in the middle. But a revolutionary like Malcolm X. I refuse to rest. Who want to test? I shine bright like a diamond. Because I'm grinding. Like the cliffs won't stop. Till I make everyone stop and watch. Like the solar eclipse. Check my vision. I envision seeing myself having millions. Feeding children. Owning buildings. Everything black owned. I don't condone anti-black That's highly whack Y'all wanna make racks off black But not invest enough trust